Welcome to America's Land Auctioneer. I'm Kevin Pfeiffer, America's Land Auctioneer, joined in studio today by Jim Sabi out of Pfeiffer's West in Bowman, North Dakota. How you doing, Jim? Hey, good. It's, uh, you know, it's been kind of foggy and dreary here today, and it uh, looks like uh, good rain that we're getting is going to be beautiful for us out here in southwest North Dakota. And you guys have had an interesting fall, and, well, even even the mid to late summer, you guys were having all kinds of great rains. I know one time I called you guys had you were in the middle of a three-day rain, which was absolutely incredible, kind of like the ones we used to have back when we were kids, right? Yeah. You know, and what it, it looks as green now as it does in June. And uh, this country looks beautiful. The grass is good. The, the water's good. The, the crops are beautiful. And then I tell you what, we've had some fantastic yields out here. The only way you can tell that it's, it's late September is uh, trees are starting to turn color. Isn't that something? Yeah, you guys have had a really, really nice run. Hey, as long as we're talking about that a little bit, why don't we dig into the crop reporting out there? I know for the most part, uh, all the cereal grain is off out in western North Dakota. Actually, throughout the region, uh, earlier this week, the Pipers team, we were up in Minot in Ward County and also in Renville County, Botno County. Uh, later in the week, Grand Forks County, Nelson County, Stutzman County, Barnes County. Uh, quite a week of auctions taking place here. And, but for the most part, it looks like all the grain is off. Uh, there's a few spots where there might be a little bit left, but the wheat, the durum, barley, now they're getting really into the canola and they'll be starting the corn and sunflowers and soybeans here pretty soon. In fact, a few combines going yesterday of soybeans, but you guys had a great grain, grain harvest out in that part of the country this year. You know, I've said this before, but I wish my dad could have seen this crop. But we there's a lot of 80 to 90 bushel wheat out here. And I did hear of one guy cut a, uh, a quarter of wheat that made 103 bushels the acre. Um, and it, it's unbelievable what's happened this year for, for the crop. I mean, a lot of 2,500, 3,000-pound canola, barley at 110 bushels the acre out here in the western side. And when you look at it, guys are chopping corn right now, and, and I talk to guys that are getting 35 ton to the acre. Uh, normal is, you know, we hope for, you know, 20, but we get 15 all the time. And uh, But the wheat crop was unbelievable. I heard the proteins are low, um, but, uh, you know, they'll work through it. Everybody bagged everything in the store that was low protein and sold off the good stuff when things were high. But um, I just, this is one crop for, it's kind of like they say the 500-year flood. This is probably the 500-year <laughs> crop for us. I don't know. It's it's one of the best we've ever seen. Yeah, that's incredible. And you start thinking yields over 100 for grain. That's incredible when you think about it. Yeah. I'm sure in all of your years of farming, you never had that. No. I, I You know, 40, when, well, we when we used to summer follow half, you'd hope for 40, 45, and you'd be in that 35, 40, and you thought you hit a home run. And, and you know, and then there was a few years where, you'd hit some 50 bushel wheat and you think, Oh my gosh, you know, this is unbelievable. And, and, uh, you know, but, uh, you know, my dad farmed and my grandpa farmed and my great grandpa farmed and they never saw anything like this. I just wish they could have been around to see this. They wouldn't believe it, but they'd like to see it, you know, but, uh, technology has changed. Genetics have changed. And then it, when that gets the right moisture or abundance of moisture, it will produce. And we're seeing that this year. Yeah, and it sounds to me like everything I hear, too. Uh, I, in fact, I, I ran into a farmer recently who was at one of our sales, said probably one of the best corn crops they've ever had in southwestern North Dakota yeah. and likely never see another one like it. Is that true? 
It is. Uh, you know, we've had insurance adjusters out here just kind of walking fields and, and down in the, the Bowman Slope heading or um, Adams County's area. They're, they're talking we could see 145 to 165 bushel corn. Um, you know, normally we don't see that. And then I talked to a guy over at Steel. He's combining. He's done 800 acres of soybeans so far, and they're averaging 63 bushels an acre on beans over there, and they're projecting almost 200 bushel an acre corn in that country. So, but over here, the highest corn I've ever seen was like when we got 30 inches of rain that one year in 2014 or 15, right there. We had 147 bushel corn on our place at the, and we ran everything out to a very good farmer. But now we're gonna we're gonna see that exceeded out here, and it's just one of those that you got better write this down in a logbook because you might not ever get to see it or hear it again. Isn't that the truth? That's fantastic. Well, you know, especially when here a year and a half ago we were sitting in a drought in most of the that part of the country, so it sure is a relief, isn't it? You know, it is, and it, we always welcome moisture out here in southwest North Dakota and eastern Montana and northwest South Dakota, so we'll take rain anytime we get it, but it seems like every time a cloud comes over, we're getting a half inch to an inch, you know, and it doesn't take much, and now they're predicting, you know, over two inches of rain, uh, and I haven't checked the gauge here yet, but by Sunday, we should, uh, by tomorrow, we should have over two inches in the gauges out here, so it's going to be interesting to, to see what happens, and and, and one thing when I said we're going to freeze up our ground with moisture in it this year, um, a lot of last year we didn't uh, we didn't get to see that we were so dry going in. So um, we just like it when there's moisture in the ground, and it helps that grass get an early start for the livestock guys. And you know, and and with the tremendous prices of the markets for the cattle right now, um, you know, they just sold five thousand head of yearlings in Bowman and averaged over uh, two thousand dollars. Someone up to twenty four hundred bucks a head for yearlings. Um, so everybody's looking for grass for next year and, and very positive outlook. And whether you're a farmer or a rancher, things are, the, the good Lord has blessed us this year is how I can put it. Yeah, that's fantastic. You know, and especially when you get that kind of crop, you get the, you know, you get a nice calf crop too. And then also you get the prices that certainly does help it a lot. I know a little bit of downward pressure in some of the more traditional commodities, but it sure is nice to see those cattle prices where they are now, but um, a lot of people asking me too, Jim, about uh, pheasant hunting season coming up. You know, we're we're big into pheasant hunting at the Pfeiffer's organization. A lot of people like to hunt uh, pheasants in southwestern North Dakota. What's the pheasant crop looking like? You know what? It looks really good, and we're seeing a, a lot more uh, partridge and, and grouse too around here. Uh, but it is it is going to be good. Uh, you know, not like uh, the the really good years. But there are a lot of birds out there, and, and uh, we're seeing chicks that are just starting to color now. And, and actually, I saw some baby chicks the other day that had a late hatch. But, uh, you know, it's going to be good. Uh, you know, the antelope season is going to be good, the pheasant season. But the deer season, we still don't see any, uh, especially whitetails. It's very few whitetails. So if you plan on coming west, uh, you're not going to get a whitetail, I don't think, because there isn't many around because of uh, the disease they got last year and the year before. And but uh, pheasant-wise, it, it's kind of fun to see. Um, you know, I have a, a, a grill on my pickup that's been taken out again by a pheasant. When you have a five-pound bird flying into your grill, the plastic doesn't last long. So um, that's, that's normal. You can always tell who hits pheasants in the country because they're short of grill. Absolutely. Hey, Jim, you know, you've you spent a lot of time in, in your career, too, as a farmer and rancher and and then also as an outfitter, uh, what what's the ideal situation for uh, for wildlife habitat, particularly for pheasants? You know, 
for pheasants, they need a good nesting area and they need moisture in the spring um, when they're when the baby chicks are out. Because the more moisture, the more bugs you have for these little birds. And that's what they get their moisture of, of, of those little bugs with the moisture in it. Um, so you need a, a good spring hatch. And you, but people out here kind of help farm for the birds. You know, we leave food plots out. Uh, guys don't cut their alfalfa along creeks and, and low grounds until later to make sure that hatch is out. You know, everybody says, you know, you need CRP, you need CRP. Well, it, it does help, but I think the farmers are actually, uh, with the crops out there, the way they're farming, they're not disturbing the soil. It, it is just as good as having CRP, and we're seeing the hatches come back now. Um, ideally, yes, you want a lot of good nesting ground for them, but guys are leaving that around the creeks, you know, they're, and they're probably not grazing that um, right away in the spring so the birds can be nesting in there. When guys are out seeding, you know, man, they're seeing birds come up when they're out there spraying, uh, so they're all nesting in the fields along creeks, and, and uh so the, the farmers and ranchers, I think, are doing a good job to help the, the bird population. They're managing it well. Yes, it'd be nice to see some more CRP, but there's a lot of plots ground in my country and CRP. Um, so there, there's always places to hunt. But the main thing is, is water. Water is huge for those birds at a young age. If you don't have water and it's dry, uh, you're not going to have the birds. And uh, the other thing is, is, you know, we always put out... Uh, uh, well, we had some well water, or we'd set tanks out and let a drip system go so those birds could always get water. The other thing is, is to keep them off the roads, put some gravel out in certain areas where you're watering or where they're feeding so they can use the gravel from there instead of going out under the gravel roads. Um, but, you know, farmers and ranchers are doing what they can, but there's a lot of them out here. They like seeing those birds, and uh, so they'll do a lot more for them, and you'll see a lot of food plots in my country, and same in the Mott Regent and um, so people are, are still working, even though they're, they're breaking up CRP, they're still doing something for the birds. Well, that's good to hear. And yeah, and it seems like every year, it seems like certain areas have a little bit better bird population than others. I know for many years, you know, the hotbed used to always be that Mott region area, but you get over into New England, even you get further getting south, you get south and, and west a little bit further down to the Bowman area. seems like more and more down in that area all the time too. Like you say, depending on the habitat and the year. Yep, and you know that head inner Scranton area has been a hotbed, and then all of a sudden we had those hailstorms go through a few years ago that took that out of there, and then now they're really coming back. Um, but you, we're even seeing pheasants up in the Badlands. I mean, when we're driving the, the 3V road up to Medora or something, we're seeing pheasants up there. So you know, you can tell the extra moisture has helped, and they're they're moving out into different areas, and um, but yet. It all depends on the winter, but you've got to have moisture in the spring for those birds, little birds, to, to be able to make it. Folks, you're listening to Jim Sabby out of Pfeiffer's West, out of their regional office in Bowman, North Dakota. Jim's got some big auctions coming up here, and we're going to be talking to him about that in segments two, three, and four, particularly the one they got coming up here now this next week, the big equipment auction, their fall annual fall auction in, at their Bowman facility. Folks, our show and our podcast on Apple and Spotify every week sponsored by Piper's Auction Realty and Piper's Farmland Management. Nobody does it better than the team at Piper's. If you want to reach them, call them 877-700-4099 or email them at info at piper's.com. We'll be back right after this break. You're listening to America's Land Auction.
now one thousand thousand dollars bid it now one thousand Welcome back to America's Land Auctioneer. I'm Kevin Pfeiffer, America's Land Auctioneer, joined in studio by one of my colleagues, Jim Sabby out of Pfeiffer's West. Appreciate Jim coming on board today. Jim uh, knows that part of North Dakota probably better than anybody. He's on the road frequently, whether he's setting up for auctions or tending to business uh, with his ranching operation, whatever it might be. But we're glad he's on board with us today because we have a lot of ground to cover here. Talked the first segment about cattle prices and uh, this year's harvest and the, the, the crop as it matures now and every farmers are getting ready to put everything in the grain bin and get this 2023 crop put, to, put into storage, right, Jim? Yeah, it's uh, it, it's been a long fall for these guys. They're very trying because of the moisture coming in. You know, a lot of times they couldn't start till noon or one o'clock, and you'd have to be done by six because of the moisture in the air. But um, this is the first time in history I've seen this many custom harvesters in our area, and we had a lot of farmers that were utilizing eight to twelve combines on their place to get the crop in. These custom harvesters came in and helped get a lot of it off in a short period of time. And, you know, lines at the elevator were long. It didn't matter what town you're in, Um, you know, and people filled their grain bins and filled in grain bags. But uh, it was a long fall for these guys. And and now they're just preparing for the next harvest, whether it's soybeans and canola is all done, but soybeans or corn and and then sunflowers. We've had, we've got more sunflowers planted in in the state of North Dakota than I think ever has the way it looks to me. When I was flying over, um, all you saw was yellow in the air here in July and August. So there's a lot of flowers out there. Yeah, for sure. You know, Jim, uh, we've talked a lot now today about the crop out there and uh, what's going on with that. It's it's really been quite a neat year for most people out in southwestern North Dakota. Glad to see it. No doubt about it. Uh, the farmers and ranchers out there certainly deserve it. Um, what a blessing all that moisture has been. And now as the Pfeiffer's team, as you gear into the, to fall now, it's hard to believe we're going to be knocking on the door of October as we turn the corner here from late summer to early fall. But you have an incredible week coming up here now next week. Uh, I know you're going to be in Bismarck and Mandan and your big auction, your annual fall auction in Bowman. You're also going to be out of Montana. But, and it, uh, you know, I've had people call me on this sale you got coming up in Bowman at Pfeiffer's Regional Auction Facility, uh, the best uh, auction facility in all of western North Dakota and eastern Montana. But you have an enormous amount of equipment piled up for that sale. You know, we do, and it's uh... – we, we had to stop taking consignments. It was getting that big. And, um, you know, maybe we should have turned it into a two-day sale. I'm not sure, but uh, um, we had to stop. But we've got equipment coming out of the Black Hills um, as far as Bismarck, all the way from Ray, North Dakota, Weibo Beach, Montana, Sydney, Montana, uh, Baker area, Eklaka, and then our, our local surrounding area. And it just started filling in now. It's kind of an unusual auction for us. We do not have one main consigner that we started with um, just because that guy wanted to wait till next spring. But we are full of tractors. We've got 71 titled units between semis, pickups, cars, trailers, uh, semi-trailers. Um, tremendous lineup on that. And then you get into our tractor section where we've got a real nice Case 125 uh, tractor that's only got 383 hours on a 7800 John Deere tractor 
that is unbelievably nice. Brand new rubber all the way around with a loader. It's got the creeper transmission and an extra hydraulic on it. Um, the unbelievable for, for that tractor. But everything we have is, is really nice, very sellable. And when you start looking down the line, all of a sudden, we were going to have over 400 lots online. And we said, guys, we've got to slow down here a minute. We've got to get this out because we're going to have, we've got so many small tools and stuff on trailers. Um, finally, we just said, guys, we, after, I think it was last Thursday or Friday, we said no more items, no more items. And, and uh, just because we, it'd be too long a day for our buyers and our sellers and, and, uh, and, and us as a staff when you, you get that much stuff. So we're looking at moving into another sale here. We don't know if we'll do one yet this fall for everybody that wanted to get in, but tremendous lineup. And when you look at it, uh, we've got, something for everybody but skid steer attachments and and uh there's so many of them it's unbelievable we got some john deere 7000 starfire globes which are hard to get um you know and then uh, we have an antique harley davidson fuel pumping globe uh you know it's just and a brand new drone in the box that is huge um you know but when you look through the whole gamut of the wholesale you'll just go wow 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 you know it's just one of those deals where People just start bringing early, and then once harvest hit, it kind of slowed up, and then they get a rainy day, and everybody start gathering their equipment and bringing it in because we told them bring it in early, you know, so we can get the advertising done. Well, last weekend we've got everything finally lined up in our lot, and we left some open holes for other things, but everything was actually all lined up last weekend, and that's the first for us having ten days to kind of make sure we got all our descriptions right and, and getting everything done right, but. Um, it's went well. The consigners were prompt at bringing things in. And, you know, we have a big three-phase generator sitting here that's only got 17 hours on. And, uh, guys, take a look at that. If you're building a bin site, this is what you want. It's more expensive to bring in the three-phase power uh, than to have this thing on your lot. Yeah, and, I think he said brand new it's $136,000 for this generator. Uh, and it's not going to cost that on sale day. I'll guarantee you that. But um, just, just so many things to, to think about and look at when you're on our sale. It's going to take you a while to dissect, uh, dissect through all this. And then small stuff. We got brand new tools and and um, air compressors and generators that you know this thing's going to be fun and it's going to be good. And I told you this morning, Kevin, uh, be ready for a long day. That um, but we're going to be moving through things and and. Uh, Right away, we're starting at 9 o'clock, too. We moved our time up to 9 o'clock a.m. Mountain Time. So, folks, come early. We're going to have excellent food on site. Uh, you won't have to worry about a thing. And when we get to the online portion at 10 or 10.30, you'll be moved inside, and we'll still be auctioneering outside. Uh, so we're going to be running two rings for a while. Yeah, and we're going to be out there Wednesday night. We're going to get there, well, later in the afternoon. Well, we'll probably actually be there Late afternoon on Wednesday, uh, the Pfeiffer's team from out east will be joining you and John Sorrighty and Andy Murnack and Allie Pierce and Scott Bachmeyer and Kelly Spring will be joining the whole crew out there uh, because earlier that day on Wednesday the 27th, we're going to be in uh, up in Watford City selling 199 producing mineral acres, Jim. That would be an incredible auction here yeah. because these are actually – uh, producing oil wells and oil royalties and rights that we are going to be selling on Wednesday, the September 27th at 10 a.m. And that's going to be central time because uh, Williston, Watford City, central time. And then, uh, of course, then the sale that you're talking about, Jim, will be Thursday, 
September 28th at 9 a.m. Mountain Time, actually. 9 a.m. Mountain Time, so yep. 10 Central Time. And it'll be the first auction now since Pfeiffer's added on to their regional facility because Pfeiffer's built their yep. regional facility 10-plus years ago, and now you've added on with a new uh, building, new facility there. So it'll be the first time you've had an auction with the new facility. Yes, and it's been a godsend to be able to have people bring their small stuff and we can put it in another building to keep it secure, keep it out of the weather. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of things that can't sit out in the rain. And uh, we've been very fortunate that uh, uh, we're able to have that facility right on the south side of our lot. Um, you know, and, and we've got that place ready. And, and But it was plumb full from front to back. It's been plumb full of, of small stuff that we're going to be putting on trailers. And, and uh, we've got a boat actually over there that we didn't want to leave out. But it's it's... Very, it's going to be a great long day, but be here. You're not going to want to miss this. We always love it because live auctions, you know, you and I are the same way. We love our live auctions with the internet, but we have a great facility to sit in. You can walk around outside. You can kind of wait and, until the, your item's coming up that you're bidding on. You can come back in. A lot of things to do here, a lot of things to see. Um, but it's going to be a great day in Bowman, North Dakota. All right. Thank you, Jim. Jim's agreed to stick around segments three and four. Pfeiffer's uh, big auction coming up in Bowman, North Dakota. Folks, you're listening to America's Land Auctioneer, sponsored every week by the Pfeiffer's team, their land and equipment auctioneers, their real estate agents, and their farmland managers. Nobody does it better than the team at Pfeiffer's. You can call them at 877-700-4099 or email them at info at Pfeiffer's.com. Folks, you're listening to America's Land Auctioneer. I'm Kevin Pfeiffer. We'll be right back after this break. Welcome back to America's Land Auctioneer. I'm Kevin Pfeiffer. Joined in studio by Jim Sabby at Pfeiffer's Team West in Bowman, North Dakota. Appreciate Jim sticking around for the final couple segments here today. Talking about their big auction coming up Wednesday. Just next Wednesday here. Now, just a few days down the road here. Thursday. 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 Uh, Wednesday, we're going to be doing the mineral auction in Watford City. Uh, Those are going to be incredible. Whether A lot of people calling on those actively producing, which is really incredible when you think about it. Uh, sometimes we let the, uh, our sellers will let the mineral rights go with the land. Sometimes they won't, but very, very, it's, it's not very often you get an opportunity to buy, uh, producing mineral acres. So this will be a dandy, but, but Jim, uh, let's, re- let's wrap up, uh, the, the September 28th auction, which is coming up here next Thursday. I know, uh, we had to, we had to cut you off there going into the, the final segment, uh, second segment. Uh, but you also got some construction equipment coming up next week. We do. We have some really nice uh, ditch witch trenchers coming up. Uh, you know, very, very good condition, very well taken care of. We got a JCB uh, telehandler. Um, and also, we got an old cap payloader. We got a 770 John Deere motor grader. We got a big cat 80 scraper, the pull behind scrapers. And then we got a snorkel man lift, and we got a caterpillar D4 crawler that's got the, the boom lift on it for pipes. And then some forklifts and bobcats, but we've got two uh, dozers, a Degelman dozer and a Leon dozer that fit on bigger tractors for pushing silage, dirt, or snow. Um, so we have something here that uh, is unbelievable, some surface-to-surface pump tanks that guys use for uh, when they're boring. 
Um, we got a Vermeer one and a, and a surface to surface one. And then, of course, I talked about that big generator. Um, but we're moving in, we got a thermal heaters and we've got air compressors and light plants and generators. And it's one of those sales that uh, there's something for everybody here. And uh, everybody's looking for, but the biggest items that we're going to be selling, probably the most of, I should say, is livestock equipment. We have a tremendous amount of livestock. I think we could build corrals for two years with what we have on our lot. And we've got chutes and panels and gates and, and uh, tubs and alleyways. And so take a look at the website. Just go to pipers.com and click on that orange bar and, and look at any one of our sales coming up. But uh, the Bowman one is uh, the tremendous one for us here. And, and I know we've all been working overtime out here to try to get everything up online and make sure everything works. You know, we've got side-by-sides, four-wheelers. Um, and I know there's a lot of sunflowers in this state that we talked about. We've got uh, two or three headers that you can use for sunflowers. Some, two of them have pans on them already. And uh, guys are just updating their combines, got bigger ones that brought these in. So, we, again, the, the headers are, are here if you need them, you know. And then, like I said, so many skid steer attachments. But we got a lot of things. Just look at the website. And uh, we're, we're building sales daily, it seems like, in this company with the amount of sales we got going. So we got a lot more to talk about. Well, I appreciate that, Jim. You guys got a lot going on in, in, in Bowman, North Dakota. The team also has a number of other auctions coming up you've been significantly involved in those as long as we're talking about equipment auctions we might as well get into those because you got a busy you got a lot going on next week jim <laughs> you know we got a, a great car auction coming up on monday in mandan north dakota um guys got to look at that and and if you're in the collection of cars and there's you know there's i think there's 10 or 12 Mercedes-Benz diesel engines on this sale also, and a lot of car parts. But, again, go to pipers.com and take a look. I know the guys are up there setting that sale up today, trying to get that thing ready. And then, then of course, we got the, the timed online uh, toy collection going on. Uh, that'll be next week. And then we move into time rental on, Man on Main Street of Mandan. Uh, again, that's going to be another great sale with a lot of equipment, everything from inside the store. We even got the guys Harley-Davidson we're selling on there. And then the Ed Williams sale in Baker, Montana, the one we've been working on. Uh, I think we booked this thing back in June. And uh, I think we've got everything set up over there, but nice tractors, nice combines, uh, trucks. Uh, you know, some of it's a little bit older stuff, but you get on here and you take a look. And, and uh, guys are looking for good loader tractors. You know, we've got a John, 2021 John Deere 6195R uh, with a loader on it. John Deere 9320 front wheel or er, four wheel drive tractor, um, 1895 air seater, 9660 combine, and everybody's looking for the Walker combines. And uh, we've got a big floater on there, a really nice 2016 New Holland uh, wind rower uh, with a hay head on it, uh, 160. So take a look against 569 premium balers. So we've got a lot of things happening there. And then one that uh, we're really looking forward to is Bronham and estate sale down in Belfouche, well, I should say Fruitdale, South Dakota, uh, right east of Belfouche. A um, lot of antiques, but he's got, he built uh, some cars and he redid, he refurbished international tractors. He's got a nice line of 30 and 40 series John Deere tractors. And uh, this has been a, a great asset for us to pick this up because Kevin, we did pick up the land sale down there and there's 400 acres in the Black Hills that we'll be selling. So take a look at this and uh, with the tremendous on the tractors and, 
and balers and it's just uh we got a nice really nice beautiful square baler john deere square baler but everything has been clean and stored inside their whole life and the gentleman passed away and his wife has commissioned us to do the sale and and uh it's going to be a, a good one down there and then i believe november we will be doing the the land sale down there but this one here is uh, october 26 down in right east of Belfouche, south dakota so as you can tell we have them all over kevin doesn't matter where pipers that we will go after and work these sales and do the best we can for these clients and to get them the top dollar yeah it's amazing what you got going on there and you talked about the black hills man it's just so beautiful down there right now we were just down there not too long ago yeah. beautiful and green down there this time of the year but uh you know looking forward jim to being with you out there there's no doubt about it you know you talked to you have i know you have an antique car auction uh, coming up here this antique vehicle auction in in bismarck that's going to be fun it's interesting too when you look at just the overall used vehicle market whether it's cars or pickups or whatever it might be uh that has slowed considerably i remember about a year ago year and a half ago two years ago the used vehicle market was red hot I mean, you were actually newer newer type vehicles, maybe ones that were one, two, three years old. People were selling them almost for what they paid for them new or maybe even a little bit more. But that has dropped significantly yep. now. But now I'm kind of wondering if maybe there might be a reverse in that because, you know, we're on the cusp right now of this major nationwide UAW, the United Auto Workers, strike. I mean, they have struck their... The strike is going on now, I think, in its second or third week in some of the plants. I know midweek this week, over 12, I think it was 12 suppliers of parts and, and whatever other parts that go into making a car, 12 suppliers had already shut down uh, because the plants that they supplied these parts to were shut down. So already 12 companies shut down, some big auto manufacturers shut down. Uh, this could go on and on. We don't know for sure if they're going to get it resolved. Uh, I know that the auto workers, uh, they through their union, they were demanding a 36% increase in pay, in labor. Some of the manufacturers responded uh, with a counter saying they would go up to around 20, 21%. Uh, the auto workers also wanted to go from a 40-hour work week to a 32-hour work week. Um, this could be significant when it comes to buying a new vehicle or even a used vehicle, uh, because it's my understanding that about all labor represents about 10% of the entire cost of a new vehicle. So 10%. Well, if, uh, if you buy a $60,000 car or a pickup or whatever it might be, most pickups in this part of the country are, you know, 60, 70,000 or more, but let's just say 60,000 to be conservative. Well, 10% of that would be labor. So 6,000. Well, if that goes up 30%, that's $1,800 increase in a vehicle just off of the labor, just off of that portion of it. So we may even see vehicles go up st substantially over the course of the next 12 months if these demands are met. And we've seen a huge surge in the price of new vehicles over the course of the last two years with inflation. I mean, two years ago, you could buy new pickups for thirty-five or 40000 You have these 1500s whether they're Chevys or Dodges or or F-150s on the Ford side or whatever. But now you're paying well over 60, 70. I know at Pfeiffer's a lot of time for our auction fleet, you know, we're buying mostly diesels, whether they're 2,500 or 3,500 or 4,500. Those have gone up about 30 or 40% just in the last couple of years. Uh, so th there could be a dramatic, dramatic increase in, in, a, in a reversal, Jim, of what we're seeing in the used auto market. You know, and, and 
you know, up, up leading to this about the 1st of September, we were all talking, the market's dropping, market's dropping. Well, I, I think that we're thinking the same thing, you know, eventually this is going to catch up to us in about a December to January mark. And we're, we're going to start seeing these prices climb again because the dealers will be short vehicles. And, and our local dealership said that what he was telling me is that Ford Motor Company pays more for their health insurance uh, as a whole company than they do for all the metal that takes to put in vehicles and so you look at wages going up you know they want better health insurance and then all of a sudden you tack into a a four-day work week um you know i don't know about you i wouldn't mind having a four-day work week but it sure never turns out that way but uh you know there's a lot of factors going into this and it's not going to be pretty for the consumer um and i i just think that uh something's got to change but I don't know if they can afford a 40% increase in wages and, you know, and, and I just don't understand all the factors because I'm not involved with it. But when you look at the whole picture, um, we could be in an upsurge coming, coming maybe even January and, and on vehicles that are selling. Yep. No, I totally agree. Jim Savvy's with us here on America's land auctioneer. Jim's out of Pfeiffer's West. Uh, he's, uh, he's a road warrior. He's on the road frequently selling land and equipment. In fact, if you want to get a hold of our sponsors, any of our land and equipment auctioneers, our real estate agents, or farmland managers at Pfeiffer's, just call them toll-free, 877-700-4099, or you can email the team at info at Pfeiffer's.com. Nobody does it better than the team at Pfeiffer's. And Jim and his team in Western North Dakota, they're as good as they get. Nobody does it better. Folks, you're listening to America's Land Auctioneer. I'm Kevin Pfeiffer. We'll be back in one minute right after this break. Welcome back to America's Land Auctioneer. I'm Kevin Pfeiffer, joined by Jim Sabby. Jim, you think that was the longest one-minute commercial we've ever had at Pfeiffer's? <laughs> it, it was. You know, I, I just don't know where you were at with that. But, I mean, I went and had a drink of water and, and uh, went to filled the my coffee cup. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, every once in a while, stuff just comes out of me that I don't know why it, why it does. But it is what it is. It's You know, it's been the end of a long week. It's been a long week in our organization. And, uh you know, we started out earlier in the week. We were up in uh, Minot, North Dakota. We had a couple of big sales up there in Ward County and Renville County. Uh, again, getting near all-time record high land prices, which just amazes me to this day uh, that this land market is as resilient as it is. But, man, it's incredible what's going on. And then later in the week, you know, we shifted over to Towner County, and, and then we were also in Ramsey County. We had a couple auctions over in the Devil's Lake Basin area, so that was pretty interesting. Then we finished uh, our last land auction of this week was in Grand Forks County near Nelson County, and in that township, broke an all-time high, broke an all-time high of $4,900 an acre. That's a couple of miles from the Nelson County line. So, again, land prices, uh, not shockingly high, but surprisingly high. Um, just really impressed by how these prices have been so resilient. But speaking of land, and we don't have a lot of time left today. We just got about six, seven minutes left here. I don't know if I'm going to have you on again, Jim, before Pfeiffer's big Western North Dakota land event where there's going to be 15 land auctions in about a three-day period. 
the third week of October. You guys have an incredible offering of farmland coming up. It's just going to be absolutely incredible. Farmland, hunting land, pasture land. Uh, I was going through your fall catalog, and I was just really impressed, Jim, with what you have coming up. You know, we're very fortunate out here to be able to be able to sell stuff like this. And it's not every year we get the opportunity to sell the quality that we have. But, you know, when you're looking at Golden Valley, I mean, county, uh, Golden Valley County in North Dakota, you've got 392 acres of, of very good land coming up. And another one in Golden uh, Golden Valley is 588 acres. Um, then we get to Stark County. we got 160 acres of, of grassland up there. That's CRP. Billings County, another 160 acres with, um, now that's over in that uh, uh, Billings County area, and it's great grass, tree rows, farm ground. Um, then we started getting to Hedinger County. We've got some over by Regent um, that's right next to the, the river, but it's 157 acres of trees and grass right there. And then we start getting into some more Hedinger County farm ground. But Bowman County, uh, I want to really talk about this, over by east of Scranton, uh, by Gascoigne, uh, the colloid plant there. We have 1,600 acres of farm ground and grass right in their pasture. Um, I saw the crop on there this year, and I, I've never seen a crop like that in my life on that place. Uh, the guy had all Durham there, and he was kind of smiling when they pulled the combines out. And um, then we have another 400 acres in Slope County. 1,640 acres of pasture and farm ground in Harding County, right north of Ludlow, South Dakota, um, right along Highway 85. You, it, tremendous access for that. It is one of these sales that you're not going to miss, want to miss in western North Dakota. You know, you'll be out here all week for that. Um, we're going to be moving from town to town. Starts Wednesday, ends Friday, and uh, it's just going to be a, a lot of fun. But it's, uh, you know, mon- and then on Monday, we've got some over in, in Huff, North Dakota. Guys, got to remember that's got good grass over in that country, but guys are looking at that. But our Western Dakota land auction is the premier event of the year, and I think we have over 6,000 acres we're going to offer that week um, in property. But we've got some big property. We've got some quarters and, and half sections, and uh, it's going to be fun. And, of course, we like to have fun when we do that, but we have tremendous crowds that have come into those sales uh, just to see how we do it. Plus, it's uh, we have a lot of people talk to us afterwards about, hey, we're looking at selling. We're just kind of checking out the markets. Well, folks, this is a year to sell if you're going to sell the way it's looking right now because of the way these markets are. So get ready. Uh, get ready for a good time in western North Dakota. Yeah, you know, you talk about the markets and the way they are and the way everything looks out in southwestern North Dakota. Man, it's incredible right now. And then, you know, we never know with this economic environment, you know, really a lot of uncertainty. You know, earlier this week, the Federal Reserve, they did a pause on raising interest rates. You know, they've left the prime lending rate at eight and a half. But remember, in March of 22, we were at three and a half. We're two and a half times higher than we were. The Fed funds rate now is five and a quarter to five and a half. Uh, we're trending the wrong way. Uh, there is speculation now that they'll, at their last meeting of this year, and perhaps their first meeting of next year, that they'll raise the rates. Uh, I doubt if we'll see double-digit prime lending rates. I doubt it. Uh, but we're going to likely be at nine or more by the by the end of the year, or for sure by the end of early next year when we get through that first quarter, uh, because they're, they're, the Federal Reserve is, uh, you know, they're they're determined to get inflation down to 2% on the backs of the American people. They say that the Fed's going through a lot of pain. Heck, they're not going through any pain. 
These guys are getting paid well. They're not no. going through any pain. It's the American people that are suffering through this and going through the pain. A lot of dreams being put on the sidelines for people who want to buy homes, want to buy farms and ranches because they can't afford to finance them. Uh, so, again, hopefully hopefully they'll come to their senses here in a little bit. Uh, their their predictions, you know, they are what they are, central, you know, central bankers. You know, they, they think of the big boys only. Uh, I wasn't very impressed with Kevin O'Leary here recently. He was talking about we need to get rid of all these regional and local banks. I mean, what the heck, what is that all about, yep. for crying out loud? The regional and local banks have helped build, build America, and they built rural America, uh, along with their fellow local businessmen and farmers and ranchers and teachers and nurses and everybody else. That's how we build this part of the country. So, again, hopefully hopefully everybody's going to come to their senses here pretty soon and think yeah. about you know, what can we do to help Kevin, put, put dreams back in place for a lot of people. I will say this. These local banks are huge in our community. And, you know, we have uh, two locally owned banks here in town and then a couple of credit unions. But if, I guarantee you if we went to a big bank that was a central bank, they would not make a donation to the 4-H kids or the FFA or, or whatever. These people here in these local community-owned banks, they spend a lot of money locally, and they help promote uh, these kids and, and whatever they're doing. And it doesn't matter if it's for the fair or for the sports team um, or whatever. It, they're there to help, and they've built this area, like you said. And, and so I know what they're trying to do. They want everything under one control so they don't have to worry about all this Um but our locally banks, our locally owned banks, thank God we have them. Uh, they've been an asset to work with no matter what we're doing as a community or as an individual or a businessman. They help everybody out. No, exactly. I agree with you 100%. Uh, and, and we need to all remember that when it comes to, uh, you know, whether you're financing a home or a farm or a new vehicle purchase or whatever, whatever it might be. So they do play a critical role in building these communities. There's no doubt about it. And, and also, when you think about it, Jim, all these all, all these rural hospitals and our medical facilities and uh, the firefighters and these rural fire departments, it, you know, it, those are all critical, too. And those banks stand up and support them. Yeah, and they do. And, and, you know, the people support them, but the banks support them. You know, every year the, the banks are donating to the local hospital or the, the health care foundation. Uh, the, the fire departments, you know, they're all volunteer. Uh, so everybody donates them, and the banks come in with a, a big chunk to help them out. Um, you know, I'm going to use the Amadon Fire Department, the Slope County guys. They do one fundraiser a year, and that's their burgers and brats right before uh, you get to Sturgis. The, the Sturgis rally or during the Sturgis rally, the banks go up and they even help cook the burgers and the brats to give all those firemen a break. Cause a lot of times around fire calls during the middle of this in the fall, but they go up and help and then they donate their time. The, the banks donate money. Uh, everybody donates money, but if we didn't have them, uh, we'd be our local economy would be shot. Absolutely, folks. You've been listening to America's Land Auctioneer, Jim Sabby's been with us out of Pfeiffer's West. Jim, thanks for being here today. Appreciate it. Thank you, sir, and I'll see you next week. Yep, you have a good rest of the weekend, what's left of it for you. I know you work yep. most weekends yep. anyhow, but but again, thank you, Jim Sabby. Folks, you've been listening to America's Land Auctioneer every week, uh, our radio show and our podcast on Apple and Spotify are sponsored by the team at Pfeiffer's. Their land and equipment auctioneers, their real estate agents and farmland managers sponsor our podcast and radio show. Nobody does it better. You can reach them at 877-700-4099 or email them at info at pipers.com. Folks, you've been listening to America's Land Auctioneer. I'm Kevin Pfeiffer. I look forward to being with you again next week. Bye,
Thousand, not a bit of down one, 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 one